Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. I am coming to you today. And guess what we are talking about? Listen, we are talking about forgiving and forgiveness. Um, It's really been on me to talk about this because a lot of people have talked about how they deal with unforgiveness, not being able to forgive and how it hinders a lot of their relationships. It hinders a lot of their blessings. It hinders them, honestly, from moving forward. Um, I also want to talk from the scripture that says when we don't forgive others, our heavenly father will not forgive us. So I kind of want to just really drive that home today and talk about how big forgiving is how how great of an impact it has on us on others on different parts of our lives when we are able to forgive when we are able to release when we are able to let go I really want to dig into that you know how big I am on definitions you know Google came right on through (laughs) so forgive means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense flaw or mistake it also means to cancel a debt I also look at it as um, holding someone in contempt or confinement you are holding someone Um, and then here's another definition from the greater good at Berkeley uh, Education Center it says uh, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious deliberate or intentional decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Huh, that really kind of brings it home. So when we look at the word forgive, I look at to cancel a debt. So when we think of canceling a debt, do we think of automatically something that someone owes? Probably. They owe me some money. They owe me this. Well, I think of it like maybe they owe you an apology. Maybe they did you completely wrong. And all you're looking for is this apology and they are not able to give it to you for whatever reason. The reason may be super duper stank, but they are not able to give you that apology that you need and deserve. They're not there yet. And it bothers you. As well as it should. This is not something that is just menial and something that should not uh, bring you some sort of ill feeling on the inside. It's actually, you know, legit. Someone owes you an apology. They should just give it, right? Well, here's the thing. A lot of people struggle with being able to forgive people. Maybe they're stubborn. Maybe they're in denial. Maybe they just, you know, they're prideful. You know, pride alone can, you know, shimmy up your shoulders and poke out your chest enough to the point where you feel like I just don't have to do it. Who do they think they am that I should give them an apology? You feel like you've arrived to a certain point and you just don't have to give that apology. Either way, let me say this. It is wrong not to humble yourself or get low to the point where you can simply say, if I hurt you, If I did something that hurt or offended you, I'm simply just going to apologize because my intention is not to hurt you. Now I'll go and say this. If your intention is to willfully, intentionally hurt someone, 
you have an issue that needs to be addressed. You do not have a right to willfully, intentionally hurt someone, even if they do you wrong. Guess why? Because our Heavenly Father said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And he was speaking of himself. He said, I, the Lord God, will repay. It's not your job to do that because you don't hold any type of righteous position like that where you can actually, you know, relay that type of judgment. Because if not for the grace of God, guess what? What type of judgments do we deserve? That's how I like to look at it. When I think of holding someone in contempt, when I'm angry to that point that I want to hold someone in contempt, I quickly remind myself that if it wasn't for the grace of God, I would be in the judgment seat myself. I would be in the hot seat. If it wasn't for big brother Jesus who cries out on the mercy seat like God, spare her. You know, I would be in so much trouble. Jeez Louise, especially when I was younger. My God in heaven. I tell you, sometimes we just simply forget. We forget that we don't have a right to hold someone. But think about this. We're focusing on the word, on the uh, definition rather, to cancel a debt. We have the ability, the privilege to cancel a debt. How good does it feel when you owe a debt and it is canceled? You didn't even pay it, but it was canceled. You don't have to pay the balance. How good does that feel? I remember the first time that I canceled a debt for someone. They owed me and they owed me beyond thousands of dollars and I canceled the debt. It felt so good to me to release them. It felt so good. And guess what? When I canceled the debt, uh, it was something that I actually bought for them, but I had put it on like a credit card or whatever just being a blessing and they had told me they would pay it back and they never did for whatever reason. Either way, remember, I released them so I really didn't care about the reason. But guess what? It was canceled off of my actual debt. It was no longer on my credit report. And one day, uh, my husband and I were talking about it and I was like, hey, the debt was canceled. I canceled their debt and the debt was canceled for me. And, you know, we just kind of celebrated over it, like, and thank the Lord, like, man, God, that is a powerful principle. It's sowing and reaping what I gave to them. The Lord gave back to me. And it was such a blessing. It felt so, so good. And guess what? I had literally forgave that person. I didn't hold any resentment. I didn't have any vengeance towards them. None of that. I literally let them go. It felt amazing. Now, Ty, is it always easy for you to do that? My answer would be a severe no. There are times when people have done me wrong that I'm like digging my nails into my skin almost like, ooh, I want to get back. I want to take complete vengeance. I'll tell you, uh, when my brother was killed, I remember being pregnant and all I could think of was dressing in all black with this big old belly and just going and getting everybody. I was so angry. 
I was beyond angry. I was in a total rage on the inside. And I remember my husband, he was telling me like, you know, we have children and you know, da, 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 you're pregnant. How you going to get in this suit? I'm like, man, I didn't seen it done on TV. You know, that ass seen on TV sticker. I had that all around my brain. Like, no, I seen it on TV. It's going to work. You know, and I just, I was there. And I think of people who, people have wronged you. They have wronged your family. They may have wronged your children. And it is a scar. It's a stain and a pain that is not always easy to release. You don't always want to let people go. But for the health of you and your body, for the health of you and your mind, it is imperative that you let it go. Why do you keep saying that? Forgiveness is first for you. It releases you. Remember what I said in the beginning that our father said that if we do not forgive others, he will not forgive us. What we do is we release ourselves from penalty. Yeah, because God counts that as sinfulness. Why are you not forgiving someone when I forgive you? I wipe your slate clean. I give you brand new mercies. Mercies is simply forgiveness. Who asked if you deserve it? I simply gave it to you. You woke up with clean, clear breath and you really didn't deserve it. All the stinking stank you got on your breath, your buns. All the blood on your hands, you think you deserve so much. Who are we that we can hold someone in contempt but the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. And that's something that ought to keep us in remembrance of the fact that I don't have a right to hold anyone. Now let's dial it down because I'm still talking to moms. Moms, I believe that we are some of the most forgiving people on the planet. Oh my gosh, the lip service, the eye rolling, the stomps. Oh my goodness, the text. You know, we in this text generation. I don't know if your kids get bold enough to send you a video message. Mine ain't there yet. God, thank you that they're not. You know, uh, but the video messages. My goodness, we take a lot. And yes, sometimes moms, we can dish it. I'm not saying that we're perfect, but that's my point. We are not perfect people. We live in an extremely imperfect world. We live in this world where it's constantly adjusting and our children are constantly have to adjust with it. Am I making excuse for them? No, our children are little bitty geniuses and they're learning how to maneuver in this world, just like we are. While I give them grace, I make them accountable to their actions. They are fully aware of what they are doing and yes, I do hold them accountable to doing better. In that, I also hold them accountable. Hold them accountable to being humble, humble enough to say, "I did this the wrong way." I tell my children all the time, "You can do, you can say anything that you want to me. Just say it with respect. You are allowed to express yourself, 
express yourself in a respectful way. If not, be ready. Because I do not tolerate disrespect. Nor do I tolerate it when I'm disrespectful to them. I immediately go back and I check myself. Why? Because my goal is not to willfully, intentionally hurt my children. In anger, I might say some things. Do I mean them? No. And I make sure I go back and I say it. And whoever I said it in front of, I make sure that they hear me as well. I make sure that they hear me say, I did not mean to say that. I was angry. It does not excuse me. However, this is why I said it. And this is what I should have said instead of that. If it hurt you, please forgive me and know that I did not mean to hurt you. Why do I do that? Number one, because I believe that I have to be the example. I believe in being an example. I should not ask you to do something that I cannot do myself. I can't ask you to be humble, loving, compassionate, forgiving, and I'm not willing to do or be that myself. I just don't think that makes sense. That's me personally. Now you do you, but as for me, this is how I feel. Okay, okay. So now we're getting into the nitty and the gritty, right? We're looking at this thing called forgiveness and we're seeing what it really looks like. We're seeing all its teeth. We're seeing its head. We're seeing its eyes, its ears, its nose, its mouth. And we're taking this introspective look on the inside of forgiveness. And I'm going back to what it said in the uh, definition. Uh, when it says the psychologist portion, it says it's a conscious in my right mind. I am deliberately, intentionally deciding to release. I'm deciding to release you. I'm canceling the debt. Yes, you owe me an apology. Yes, you did me wrong. Yes, how you treated me was just utterly disrespectful. But I'm going to release you. Yes, you're, what you did hurt me. It hurt me to my core and I can't, I, in some ways it's hard for me to get over it. Yet the Lord is still healing me. I'm allowing him in to heal me because I don't want to hold it. Remembering that even when I forgive, I still have to be given the time to go through that process. Sometimes we expect people just because I'm easy to forgive and let go. That does not mean that my counterpart is. Me being all, uh, and a forgiving person, I realize that there's certain things that I'm not able to forgive as quickly. And when I saw that, I said, God, I need you to fix this in me. I need me to become the person that even in this situation, I'm able to let it go a little bit quicker. Quicker than what I did before. Help me to make that adjustment that I don't just keep holding things. Beyond the time that I should. I don't want to hold it. I don't want any bitterness. I don't want any unforgiveness to be held in my heart. Because when we continue to walk in a place where we're not forgiving, it turns into bitterness. It turns into a hardness of our hearts. We don't want our hearts to be calloused. We don't want our hearts to become cold. 
we still want to have a heart that beats for God where we can still beat to his tune. That's what we're looking for. And when we see that we're not doing that, what do you think that does? That actually grieves God. Now we're in a place where we are grieving God. And now he's not getting the glory out of our life like he wants to. What can we do? What can we do to resolve this? One of the things that we can do is we can continuously study those words. I make a conscious decision. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. I make a conscious, deliberate, intentional decision to release this feeling. Keep talking yourself through it. Keep walking yourself through it. I refuse to hold my counterpart in contempt. I will cancel the debt. I will let them go. It doesn't matter. Remember, this is regardless as to whether or not they actually deserve to be forgiven. That part doesn't even matter. What does matter is that I'm releasing them. And in turn, remember, when I release them, what does God do? He releases me. What do you mean when you say that God releases me? I mean that God heals you. He releases you from penalty. You're not holding any penalties. You're not holding them in contempt, which means that you're not under any type of sin or you're not under any type of penalty. You know, is where consequences come. The results of your actions, but the results of my actions now become that I am free. And he whom the son is made free, set free is made free. Indeed, I'm free. Free from what? I'm free from any guilt. I'm free from any shame. I'm free. Now I'm able to walk in the process. Now I can actually go back through it and say, you know, what could I have done differently? Was there any, did I play any part in this? Now I can go through that process of healing. You know, the situation is not always pretty. It's not always as easy as one, two, three, which is why I'm talking about that process. Because, you know, if somebody just said something to you, those words, they might hurt. Um, depending on the words, because some words kind of touch to the core and you're like, oh, that wasn't a surface word at all. You really hit below the belt right there with that one, buddy. And then you have to dig deeper within yourself and you have to actually go the extra mile. You know, it's not like we can uproot it. It's not like those words might not actually come back and try to bring up some old feelings because sometimes that happens. Sometimes even though I forgive you, it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't have an enemy that doesn't love to stir up mess. Sometimes old thoughts come to mind and you have to just literally just push them back and say, you have no more power. You have no more authority. I'm not going to allow this thing to rule me, my life, my thoughts, my thought pattern, my mindsets, none of that. No. We have to take authority over those kind of thoughts and say, you know what? I'm not, nah, I'm not going to allow you to do what you want to do in my mind. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to get rid of this. 
and then actually get rid of it. Actually get rid of the thing and let it go. Forgiveness is so powerful. And what makes uh, forgiveness so powerful is that when we are able to forgive, I'm telling you, it's so freeing. I, I, forgiveness is so freeing. And I'm sure if you're in anything like me, you've had so many opportunities where you had had times where you had to forgive somebody. Um, and then because we're human, there's times where we've had to, um, be forgiven. And it's in those times that I need forgiveness that I really understand exactly how powerful forgiveness is. Cause when I've done someone wrong and especially when I really, really didn't mean it, um, hmm. When I really don't mean it and I need your forgiveness, that's when that's when the power of it really, really kicks in. And it it warms my heart when people are able to forgive me. It warms my heart when they're able to hear me. Even I'm dead wrong. I shouldn't have did it. But when you can hear my heart and not only do you hear my heart, but you actually let me go. You release me from it. And then we can move on in love. Oh, man. Oh, the feeling. The feeling of just, uh, I get so joyful when someone lets me go. In their mind, I did not deserve to be forgiven. In their mind, I stink like doo-doo. And they don't want to let me go. But they still do. If you've ever been forgiven, you know that feeling. You know, and as moms, you know, when we forgive our children, when we tell our children that we're disappointed in them because of their actions and then we forgive them. Oh, wow. Imagine how amazing they feel. Imagine. Imagine. And as we embark on Resurrection Sunday or Easter, as it's well known, I encourage you to think of the amount of forgiveness that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has given us. The opportunity that he gave us so that we can have a right to be forgiven. It was because he got on that cross for us that we even have a right to life through him through him I can breathe again through him I can see clearly through him I can hear clearly through him I can love I can have compassion I can have mercy and be given mercy it wasn't easy for him to get on the cross And I tell you, I encourage you to just reflect. Reflect on the rest of this week and take some time in to think about it. I don't have a right to hold you in contempt. But I have the privilege of canceling your debt. 
I have a, the privilege of erasing this off of your report. I believe the report of the Lord that says I can forgive you. I believe the report of the Lord that says his blood washes it white as snow. He makes it fresh. He said, behold, I make all things new. I can make the way you feel new. I can make your heart new. I can make your mind be renewed. If you let me, if you allow me in to do so, watch and see what I will do for you. That in itself is powerful. I encourage you to open up your heart. Allow God in to heal you. If you are dealing with pride, if it's pride that's keeping you to the point where you're like, I'm not going to let him go. Well, I tell you that it is pride that will become your downfall. And you don't want that. You want to take on that privilege of canceling the debt. Oh, I dare you to grab hold of that privilege and say, you know what? God, you've given me this privilege and I just want to use it. I want to use it here. I want to use it there. I want to use it everywhere. Because in doing so, I am not only freeing myself up, I'm freeing other people up. And listen, remember, it's sowing and reaping. What I'm doing for them, God will do for me. Maybe I'll need it down the road. And this is what is unlocking my blessing for down the road. Some of you wondering why wonder why you're not getting anywhere, why it seems like you're stagnant in certain areas of your life. It's become you have because you have become bitter, callous, cold. You don't want to forgive. You choose not to forgive for whatever reason. And most of our reasons are selfish. Most of our reasons come back to a childish nature. I don't want to. I don't have to. How can you say that when it was this, that, or the other? I gave you the example. My brother was murdered. They took away my niece and nephew's father. They took away my mother's son. They took away my brother. And I did not want to forgive them. But I had to for me. Because I didn't want to become calloused. I didn't want to become bitter. I did not want to become cold. I wanted to be free. I wanted to live in peace with peaceful, wonderful memories. And I made up in my mind that that's what I was going to do. And while I was, uh, while we were in his homegoing service, the pastor said, whether in this life or the next, God will deal with them. He'll deal with every person responsible. And that gave me so much peace. It gave me so much peace. Because it was the truth. I didn't like it. But it was the truth. I didn't want anybody else to die. I didn't want another mother to mourn her son. 
I didn't want a child to mourn their father. I really just wanted peace. Peace that surpasses all our understanding and it guards our heart and our mind. It becomes a guide and a compass. And it tells us that we don't have to go down that dark path. Peace tells us that we can walk assured knowing that our God has it. Peace tells me I can be confident in knowing that God is on the case. And he won't forget. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. But what I can do is I can release them. And I can ask God to heal them. God, whatever made them feel like they needed to take another life. I need you to heal them right where they are. God, I want to cancel the debt. Because I don't want to see another life taken. It's been enough. I don't want to see another heart become cold. We see it enough. I don't want anybody else to be bitter, God, because we see what it does to our mind and our body. We see how it eats away at our organs and our tissues and it forms knots and tension. We see how it becomes cancerous in our body. We don't want that. But Father, I'd rather take on your attributes. I'd rather be full of mercy, full of grace. I'd rather be slow to anger. And I'd rather turn people loose so that they can be free. And so I can be free. So today, my short prayer for you is that you let him in. Father, help them to let you in. Help them let you in your, their minds, their hearts. So that you can help them to heal. Help them to say the words, I release you. I cancel the debt. And Father, as they release, Father, I'm asking that you give them a release. Give them a release in their business, Lord God. God, from the person, Lord God, that stole from them, Lord God, and they don't want to hold them up, Lord God, and it's holding them up. Now they can't trust people. Now they're treating people this kind of way and that kind of way, and it's affecting them in every area of their life. Father, they need a release. Help them, God. Help them, Lord God, to allow you in so that you can heal and deliver them from those feelings. Deliver them from that cold and callous heart, Lord God, and give them a heart that beats, Lord God, with love, compassion, Lord God. That has joy, Lord God. That's full of mercy and grace. That's slow to anger. Father, I ask that you do it for them today, now. Oh, Father, do it right now. And Father, I'm ever so grateful for what you are doing and how you are doing it. In Jesus' name, we declare it is so now. Amen. Hey, listen, I get so excited 
when I talk about godly principles. I get so excited when I think of everything that he is and how we get a, every day we get to put on more of him and take off more of us. <laughs> I encourage you to share this with someone. I encourage you to jot down and journal what you got out of this. Share it, like it, subscribe to it because I want to hear from you. I want to hear how God is healing you. I don't want to know your business. I just want to know, hey, that touched me. And here's something that I did that maybe I didn't mention. But it's a tool that you use so that God can heal you. Let's share our tools so that we can help somebody else. All right, this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Remember on this Resurrection Sunday, as we celebrate how the Lord got up for us. Remember everything that he went through before he got up. Remember everything that he went through. Remember it. Make sure you're gracious, appreciative of everything that he has done. Because he definitely didn't have to do it, but he did because he loves us. And love is so powerful. And it's his love that covers us. It's his love that keeps us. So just remember that. Remember him. And keep it in your mind to remember him daily. Because he didn't do it just for one day. He did it for our every day. All right. This is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Be blessed.